0: welcome to the good shepherd program my name is pastor abraham isichai i thank the lord for this wonderful day that he has blessed us with a day that we have received once again by grace that we may acknowledge god our father jesus christ the son whom he sent our lord and savior the captain of our souls the captain of our salvation and the shepherd of our souls this is a day that we have received to proclaim on the hilltops the glorious name of our lord jesus christ and to live our lives for him to spread the message of hope and to be a hand to many who desire to know Aim to see Christ for themselves, to experience Christ for themselves. This is a beautiful day the Lord has given unto us. My prayer is that you will know Christ afresh today. You will know Christ once more. You will encounter Christ once more, that you may desire to grow in the knowledge of His Son. You may desire to grow in the knowledge. Of our our Lord and Savior that everything else will reduce in significance as the knowledge of Christ increases in significance in your life this day I want to share with you about wisdom father receive glory on an adoration thank you for being our father thank you for being our God there is no other God besides you. There is no one who can be compared to you. You alone are mighty, you alone are strong. You alone are loving. You alone are alive. You alone speaks to us and leads us in the path of everlasting life. We have no one else to run to, no one else to look up to, but to come to you, O Lord, our shield. Our salvation, our stronghold, our hope, our life, and our whole being. Therefore, Father, speak to us today, to the glory and praise of Your name. We pray, Amen. In the book of First, in the book of James, chapter one, verse one. Uh, pretty much to verse five. Verse five is what I want us to. Look into James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord if he is double minded man and stable in all his ways hallelujah if there is anything men pursue is wisdom if there is anything men desire most It is wisdom. We learn of uh, the people in the city of Athens when Paul visited them and he saw that the city was given over to idols. There was one temple with a uh, script on it that says to the unknown God. And Paul was drawn to that city, and sure enough, he was bombarded with people who loved to reason. The Bible says that they spent most of their time listening to what's new. They engaged in arguments. Who has better arguments? Who has better philosophies? Who has... A, 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 a more appealing and attractive view of life. These were men who loved wisdom. And in this day, people love wisdom. People love wisdom. They engage in Google and other such engines in order to build on their wisdom. The school system is designed to develop you in your wisdom that you may go out and become a fruitful uh, citizen. But we have discussed earlier, and the scripture has discussed on this topic over and over again, that the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. And the wisdom of God is foolishness to the people of this world, to those who are perishing. And the wisdom that James is calling on us to ask is not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God does not come on a silver platter. It comes through asking. It comes through patience. The patience tests you. Verse 4 says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God without uh, who gives to all, liberty without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts Is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. The wisdom of God comes through a lot of patience. And when it comes, it will be tested. When that wisdom comes, it will be tested. But that wisdom matures through patience. And so Paul says, let your patience have its perfect work. For people will come and test you because you have wisdom. People will come and they want to see the evidence of what they have heard of you. They will be drawn to you because of your fame. They will be drawn to you because the words that you speak are strange to their ears. When Paul was in Athens, and went to the synagogues and reasoned with the Jews, he attracted a great number of them who were interested to know what are these strange things that Paul is talking about. They wanted to test Paul and his theory, or you may call it that, on these strange Believe or this strange religion that Paul was talking about. And Paul reasoned with them, the Bible says, for three days and some Jews believed but there was a great number of Jews who did not believe and therefore they gathered and they caused chaos in Athens. The wisdom of God is a strange wisdom to those who are in the world. It is a wisdom that the wisdom of the world will not understand because the world walks by sight. The world is sensual. It uses the wisdom that is acquired through our senses. It uses wisdom that is acquired through observation. The wisdom of the world is the wisdom that comes through experience and therefore to map the way forward they look at past experiences that's why we have statistics that's why we have polls statistics show polls show the polls show that this trend has always ended up in this direction But the wisdom of God does not use statistics, neither does it use polls, neither does it use the opinions of men and the thinking and the wisdom of men. The wisdom that comes from God is pure. The wisdom that comes from God is peaceable. The wisdom that comes from God is the wisdom that calls on you to be on your knees, it is the wisdom that calls on you to be humble. It is the wisdom that calls on you to regard others higher and better than yourself. Of which these things are strange to the wisdom of this world. And therefore this day I want us to look at King Sol, Solomon. Rather, We look at King Solomon in the book of 2nd Chronicles King Solomon is now established as the king, we find the same story in the book of uh, 2nd Kings 1st Kings, sorry but we find uh, I want us to look at uh, 2nd Chronicles chapter 1 now the word of god says now solomon the son of david was strengthened in his kingdom and the lord his god was with him and exalted him exceedingly and solomon spoke to all israel to the captains of thousands and of hundreds to the judges and to every leader in all israel the head of the father's house then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the higher places, that was at Gibeon, for the tabernacle of the meeting with God was there, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. But David had brought it up, had brought up the ark of God from Kedar, Jaron, to the place of place David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Now the bronze altar that, Jez, that Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Huray, ha, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. Solomon and the assembly sought him there, and Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered thousand burnt offerings on it. On that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord, let your promise to David my father be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people for who can judge these great people of viewers. So Solomon knew what to ask for. He honored God. The word of God said, and God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. And We see that Solomon, when God presented an opportunity to Solomon to ask for whatever he wants, Solomon did not ask for material possession. Solomon did not ask for honor. Solomon did not ask for the lives of the enemies of Israel. Neither did he ask for favors. He only asked for one thing, wisdom. If anyone desires wisdom, Let him ask of it, and it shall be given to him liberally. And let him ask in faith. So Solomon asks God for wisdom. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people for who can judge this great people of yours? Now let's see what God says to Solomon. Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the lives of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have heard who were before you, nor... Shall any after you have the like? Wow. The benefits of asking for wisdom are great. Wisdom comes as a complete package. God tells Solomon, because you have asked for wisdom and nothing else, then all that you have not asked for riches honor rest you shall receive all this because you have asked for one thing that is precious and that is the wisdom of god and solomon is known to be the wisest man in the entire world in the days of the old And until now, we know him as the wisest man. Wisdom is paramount. We have seen wisdom in both realms. The wisdom in the spiritual realm that comes in form of humility and the wisdom in the physical realm that comes in form of observation, achievements, accomplishments, and all that the sensual wisdom but now when we have received the wisdom of God then we walk in that wisdom one thing Solomon did was that he spoke great words of wisdom one thing we see with Solomon is that his level of wisdom attracted attention all over the world. He attracted attention from other kingdoms. He attracted attention from the Queen of Sheba. He attracted attention from other royals. Now Solomon grew, and as he grew, his riches grew, and as we said in verse in chapter eight of Second Chronicles, we see that uh, that wisdom attracted people from all over the world, and Solomon proved his wisdom. Now, in the book of First Kings, we see that that wisdom, in as much as It attracted people. They came to test the wisdom of Solomon. They did not come to admire. They came to test it. But in their testing, they were left at a state of wow. They were left wowed by the wisdom, by the depth of wisdom that now they admired Solomon. And in that wisdom, Solomon was able to great wealth such that Israel grew strong and mighty under King Solomon. Of course, that growth began with King David and it enlarged under the leadership or the kinship of King Solomon. But one thing that is for sure, the blessings There is God and there are the blessings of God. God will bless you with what you ask Him for as long as you ask it by faith. Now that you have received wisdom, now that you have received the blessing of God, we must then become aware that the blessings that God continually blesses us with are not to replace God in your life. When you ask God for wisdom and he blesses you with wisdom and all the benefits of wisdom, we must remember that these blessings are not God. They are not to replace God. Now, the challenge or the test that Solomon was to go through was whether he was going to remain loyal to God despite the great depths of wisdom that he had. Or will he succumb to the very blessings that he asked for? Now, you all know that Solomon in his great wisdom accumulated great wealth. He built palaces. He built houses. In his days, the Bible says that silver was as common as stone in the streets of Israel. Israel became a superpower in the days of King Solomon. That everybody looked up to Israel for direction. Every other nation, every other kingdom looked up to Israel for help. Israel then was like the United States of today. People seeking for assistance from Israel. They are coming all over and they are blessing Solomon with great gifts because of his wisdom. Now one thing we see in the book of James chapter 1, that wisdom is given liberally. To all who ask without wavering in their faith. Why does God give us wisdom? God gives us wisdom that we may live our lives of Him. That we may seek His fellowship. That we may trust Him even more. That we may live our lives. We may have the courage to live our lives here on earth. As qualified ambassadors of heaven. It is the wisdom of God, not our wisdom. This wisdom is to reveal the principle of life in heaven. This wisdom that we receive from God is to show the glory of God through the people whom he has given them the gift of wisdom. And it will be a great mistake when god has blessed us with wisdom that we turn around and we use the wisdom for our own benefits now the mistake that solomon did is that as he grew wealthier and stronger he began to draw away from god for the wisdom that he displayed attracted so many people attracted so many women and the Bible says that women got that Solomon loved women and sure enough these women from foreign nations these wisdom women that God had instructed the children of Israel not to intermarry are the very same women who led Solomon astray despite Despite the depth of his wisdom And so that tells you something About wisdom That in as much as God Blesses his children With the gift of wisdom How you steward that wisdom Is really up to you Yes, God will give you All the resources you need And all that you ask for But you still need to go back to him to teach you how to steward that wisdom. Now, when God has blessed you with such great depths of wisdom and you go back, you humble yourself because I believe that as much as God blesses you, the great heights, To which, or the great depths for that matter To which God blesses you There is a demand on you to humble yourself Even further before the Lord For God resists the proud There is a way that when God has blessed you with great wisdom That you will end up exalting yourself And neglecting the Lord Who blessed you with that wisdom And therefore there is a great lesson That we learn From how Solomon Led his life In the wisdom That he asked from God And God gave it to him Now we see that God did not take away the wisdom When Solomon began Going astray from God In the book of 1 Kings 2 Kings Hallelujah We find that Solomon, yes, in as much as he attracted many nations and uh, he attracted many women from the nations that God had uh, forbidden the children of Israel to marry, he ended up marrying these women, and the Bible says that he had 700 concubines. And these women from foreign nations sure enough as the Lord had instructed in the book of Deuteronomy that these women will cause you to go astray. They will cause you to start worshipping other idols. Sure enough we find that Solomon was strayed away despite having the wisdom he would think that he would use the wisdom that he was given by God To know the difference between the living God and the dead gods To know the difference between the living God and these other gods Which are the imaginations of men and the works of men But for some reason Solomon missed that in his great wisdom, Solomon either conveniently forgot the instruction God had given him, or despite the wisdom, Solomon could not remember the instruction not to intermarry with other women. Now, that brings me to this question. Is it possible to prosper In the blessings that God has given you and to prosper greatly and still miss God? And the answer is yes. You see, God does not hold back. God desires to give you all that you ask for. If anything, he has promised to give the kingdom to the children, to his children. It is his great pleasure to give you the kingdom. But we also have to know that we have a responsibility to go back to God and to give us wisdom also to know how to steward, to know how to steward the blessings that God has given us. Hallelujah. Jesus says, Without me, in this world, you can do nothing. Without me, in this world, you can do nothing. There is a need to acknowledge that we need God, even though we may ask for the things that we need and He gives them to us. Even though we ask them by faith, and we receive them by faith and we begin walking in those blessings. We have to be in the constant awareness that we still need God to walk with us even though he has given us his wisdom. Abraham was promised a son and the promise came through and received Isaac. Now God then calls on Abraham to sacrifice his son, the only son whom he loved. And the word of God records that Abraham did not even think twice. Early in the morning he arose, took his son and went to do what God had commanded him to do. Knowing that this son The promise was the promise from the Lord, and because God had promised him greater things beyond this promise that he was having, Abraham knew that God would either resurrect Isaac back to life or provide an alternative. There is a need to constantly lift your eyes up to God and not Place your eyes on the blessings that God has given you, including the blessings of wisdom. The thing we see with Solomon here is that when he was given great wisdom, he continually lived his life looking unto God, but eventually his gaze upon God was drawn away by the great wealth that he accumulated and the great relationships that he had with other foreign nations. It was the greatest mistake in in Solomon's life when his eyes were drawn away because of the great wisdom. Now, this, of course, made Solomon be puffed up And I believe that he conveniently forgot about the instruction of God when he began building altars and shrines and worshipping other gods in Israel. Now, it makes me wonder, does asking for wisdom is a bad thing? Absolutely no. It does not make it a bad thing. If anything, we ought. James says, if anyone desires wisdom, let him ask of it. And I'm not here to discourage you from asking for wisdom. No, go and ask for wisdom. But in as much as you're asking for that wisdom, when it is given, then let us look unto Jesus. Let us look unto him that he may also give us the wisdom to steward the wisdom that we have received. Let me say that again. We constantly need to gaze on Jesus Christ to grant us the wisdom, to steward the wisdom that he has given us. And the only way we steer the wisdom is by being humble. Being led by the Spirit of God. Being entrusted by, the gen- trusted by God for the generations that are ahead. That in that great depth of wisdom that we have received from God That we remain humble before the Lord We acknowledge Him in all our ways We acknowledge Him in our hearts the, all of our hearts We acknowledge Him with all our minds And everything that we have That we acknowledge Him That our gaze is upon Christ And Christ alone Yes, He has blessed us with great things He has blessed us with great wisdom We are We, 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 are, we are enlarging We are prospering Yes But our eyes Do not leave Jesus Christ Our gaze does not shift focus from Christ to anything else. We look at the life of Job. The Bible says Job was great. He was the wealthiest man in his days. But his eyes were gazed upon the Lord. He never forgot his God. He was not drawn away from god by his wealth we look at abraham the bible says that he was a rich man he was blessed with riches but he never took his gaze away from god in this day and age in my walk with god i have seen great men and women of god Who have been blessed greatly with deep insights deep wisdom of God and I admire them I acknowledge them I honor them but I've also seen some of them fall by the very blessings that God has given them I have seen many of them become proud parading themselves using the very great blessing of wisdom that God has given them. I see many of them, they accumulate wealth, they grow in wealth and riches, and they gain admiration from all over the world. But by the same token, they tend to forget their God. There is a deeper level of wisdom, that we all ought to look for beyond the wisdom that we receive to live the life, the godly life that we've been called to live. And this deeper level of wisdom is the wisdom that calls on you to humble yourself before the Lord. It is the deeper wisdom that calls on you to remain a lamp before God. And so I can confidently say that humility then is the deepest level of wisdom one can never ask for from God. Humility, to remain humble before the Lord. Humility is the deepest level of wisdom that you can never ask for. Or maybe I can call it the highest level of wisdom and that then means that you are okay you are confident looking foolish before men now when you think about that then solomon would not have really attracted a lot of foreign leaders to israel he would not really have attracted a lot of foreign women who he ends up marrying. And so wisdom then that we receive is the wisdom that will elevate you, but more so we should desire wisdom that humbles us before the Lord. Now the Bible says, humble thyself before the Lord and he shall exalt you. When you let God exalt you, when you humble yourself before the Lord and you let God exalt you, in as much as you will attract a lot of attention to yourself, in as much as you will attract a lot of wealth, you, You will have matured in your wisdom To know to remain in a place of humility Before the Lord Oh glory, hallelujah Let me say this one more time When we ask for wisdom When we cry out to God to bless us With wisdom Let us also ask for wisdom to steward the wisdom we've just received. The wisdom to remain humble before the Lord. The wisdom to know that always, we will always be like the lamp before the Lord. The wisdom to know and to understand that humility before God will let God do his job to exalt you to exalt you to lift your name up and mentioning of that I want us to look at what the book of Proverbs chapter four says and I think I will it will be my concluding uh, chapter so, Proverbs 4, chapter 4, verse 5 Says, get wisdom Get understanding Do not forget Nor turn away from the words of my mouth Do not forsake her And she will preserve you Wisdom has the capacity to preserve you Love her And she will keep you Hallelujah Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. Now, we see this being true of Solomon. She will bring honor to you or she will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hallelujah. Now going back to verse 6. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Now verse 8 says, exalt her and she will promote you. Exalt her and she will promote you. God resists the proud and exalts the humble. When you exalt Christ from your place of humility, in, despite the great wisdom that He has given you, when you continually exalt Jesus Christ, when you continually gaze upon Jesus Christ, for the Bible says Jesus Christ is both the power and the wisdom of God, then it is His job to elevate your name, to exalt your name, to make your name known to the ends of the world. You do not have to exalt yourself, you do not have to use the great wisdom. The great insight God has blessed you with to exalt yourself. It is a greater task to remain humble despite all these blessings. It is a greater task to remain humble before the Lord. To whom much is given, much is required. In other words, to whom much is given, there is a greater need, there is a greater demand for you to remain humble before the Lord there is a greater demand on you to remain focused on Jesus Christ. Now, King Solomon's legacy would have been saved had he desired to remain humble before the Lord. Had he used the same wisdom or had he asked for wisdom to know how to steward the wisdom he already had to remain humble before the Lord. His kingdom would have been preserved. The story of Israel will be different. If anyone desires wisdom, let him ask of it without wavering in their faith. God does not have a problem blessing you with great depths of wisdom. It is his good pleasure to bless you, to give you whatever you desire. Glory be to God. But to him, much is given, much is required. We all desire wisdom. But greater than that, we desire the deeper level of wisdom to know or to have the wisdom, to steward the wisdom that we have received. And that wisdom to steward the wisdom you've received is the wisdom that calls on you to humble yourself before the Lord. To know and to remember and to keep. Or should I put it the other way? To know, to remember, to know, to keep the commandment of the Lord. To remain humble before the Lord to acknowledge God in all your ways, in all the wisdom God has given you, that you may live your life for him and him alone. For to whom much is given, much is required. And I want to commit you before the Lord that in all that you ask for, in all the wisdom that you have prayed for, that you may gain the wisdom that teaches you to humble yourself before God. And the wisdom that tells you, or wisdom that teaches you, that it is God who exalts you and not yourself. These great men and women of God, our forefathers, we see all of them walking in the wisdom of god we also see how they remained humble before god despite the great depths of blessings that they received they remained humble before the lord father i thank you you are highly exalted we desire wisdom from you father But more so, Father, we know and we understand for the word that you've spoken to us says the same thing, that without you there is nothing we can do. And therefore, Father, in as much as you have blessed us with great depths of wisdom, as much as you have blessed us with great uh, blessings of all sorts and kinds, we ask that you may fill us with the wisdom that teaches us to remain humble before you. To know and to understand that our position before you is always on our knees. That our position before you is always to remain under your feet. To be humble and to uh, take the position of the lamp that was slain. And the wisdom to know to let you do what you do best. Thank you for speaking to us this day. May your name be exalted, O Lord. May you be our gaze. May you be our all in all. May you, O Lord, be exalted always in our lives. Thank you for all those who have listened to this message. May you grant them the wisdom that they are praying for, O Lord. Above all, may you grant them the wisdom to remain humble before you. To the glory and honor of your name, I pray this day. Amen and amen.